Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. And welcome back. One full hour left. And uh, Sean Sears has put together a great lineup. Among them, Lou Canellis, the sports director for Fox 32. Lou's been doing this a very long time and remains at the top of his game, and we're delighted to have him with us. We know it's a holiday period. Lou's got a young family, so we thank him for his time. Lou, how you doing? Buddy, I'm in Lake Delavan, Wisconsin right now with some friends and enjoying the But Love the opportunity to talk a little sports with my buddy. All right. Well, thank you, Lou. So, I can't wait for Bears football. And, and as you know, I think with my heart, sometimes not with my head, and uh, I'm very passionate about the Bears. And, and I, I honestly think, and again, I'm not, I don't want to, I got to pump the brakes a little bit on this because I know they're far from being a finished product. But I'm expecting a big jump this year, Lou. Big wins. How many more wins? How much? Because, Chuck, I'm with you. Season ticket holder since I was four years old. Been fortunate to be part of the Bears broadcast for the last 18 years. So I want to believe like you. I want to believe that they can take that 3-14 and 14 jump right into the playoffs. And then I talk to good friends in the business. I talk to fans, and they bring me back, and they tell me, listen, be happy with seven or eight wins. I can't be happy with seven or eight wins. I need to get back to the postseason. Yep, and I agree with you, and and yet, you know, I mean, I, I respect what Detroit's doing. Minnesota, you know, Lou, one week I like them, the next week I'm just, what, whatever. Uh, Green Bay, I think is, I, I think Green Bay's in for probably a, maybe a two- to four-year window where they're going to have to try to reinvent themselves, and it depends on whether Love can make that jump. I'm not sure he can or not. We'll find out together, and so... I think the NFC North is there for the taking for the Bears within the next couple years, for sure. I love their front office. I love their coaching staff, and I like what they've done the offseason. And I want to talk about this for a second, Lou. By the way, you said you were a season ticket holder since four years old. What games in your brain stand out as a kid? I'm not talking about last 10 years. I'm talking about when's your first recollection of being a Bears fan as a kid? Man, I remember the Greg Ladd catch over the middle to win a game at the old Soldier Field. I remember Bob Avellini at the old Soldier Field. 
coming through at times. Walter Payton rushing for 275 against Minnesota. The playoff game against the Giants where I sat with my dad in that bitter cold, the snow coming down against the Rams. I don't know. I remember so many times walking over the 18th Street Bridge with dad and my brother in my little snowmobile outfit going to the games. I mean, I lived for Sundays during the football season to go with dad. We owned a dry cleaners at 69th and Western, and dad would make us go to the cleaners at 7 in the morning on a Sunday to clean up the store, and then we would go to Soldier Field and watch the games. It was such a treat. And winning the 85 Super Bowl was just obviously, you know, the greatest memory of my time. And one of the lowest memories of my life was Joe Montana and the Niners coming in the next year and stopping what I thought would be a repeat. You know, Lou, you you talked about the 85 ball club. And I know a lot of people, it's almost like the 69 Cubs. People say, well, okay, you got to release that, Chuck. It's been a long, long time. It has been a long time. But that 85 year was so special for so many reasons. And, um, you know, and I think of that game with the playoff game with the Giants with Sean Landetta and he fumbled the, you know, the punt. But that is, without question, doing pre-half and post that day, that was the coldest day I've ever experienced in my life. And here you are as a kid watching that game from the stands. But I'm telling you what, Lou, that that was bitterly, bitterly cold. And the Bears took advantage of that situation as they did against the Rams the following week to put themselves in a position to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, that's why a part of me is torn about Arlington Heights because I, I, I want a dome stadium. I really do uh, because I think it could lead to other things like a Final Four, uh, other events. On the other hand, you know, I wouldn't mind if the roof was open for Bears weather. You understand where I'm coming from? Totally, 100%. Listen, I'm, I'm still a season ticket holder. I ironically live right across the street from Soldier Field. But I can tell you as a Bears season ticket holder and as a fan and as a Chicago taxpayer, citizen, born, raised, went to Loyola, it's time for a move because Soldier Field, the fans for what we are paying to hold season tickets, we deserve better than sitting out in what's become an old antiquated stadium. So if it's Arlington Heights, if it's Naperville, if it's Aurora, if it's Lincoln Yards in the city, wherever, there needs to be a new soldier field. If it has a roof, I get it. If it doesn't, I'm okay with that. It needs a sports book next to it because that's where the world has gone. We saw recently what happened next to Wrigley Field with the Ricketts opening up their sports book. There's too much money involved for the Bears organization to not get what they deserve. And when you see what Buffalo is going to build for the Bills and what Vegas built for the Raiders, Chicago deserves the same for the Bears. The McCaskies deserve this. The Bears deserve this. Most important, Bears fans, season ticket holders like myself, deserve to sit, watch these games comfortably, and even if it's December and the Bears time are three and ten or three and eleven, fans will still want to go to the games. I can't tell you how many tickets I have eaten 
the last three, four years, because the Bears have been out of it, and no one wants to sit out at Soldier Field, which has now become an old stadium, in the freezing cold. So I think things need to change. Yes, I I, I agree with you 100%. This is a very tired stadium. It, it, it reminds me so much of the old Comiskey Park. Yes, there's history. And yes, different generations have passed through. And I get all that. And I respect that. I really, really do. And I, and I love history. But... This is 2023, Lou, and for the next generation and the generation after that and the generation of your grandkids' grandkids' children, I mean, they, they've got to have a new stadium. They really do, and they got to bring it into the current presence of what today is all about for fan enjoyment and fan participation that Soldier Field cannot provide. It's simple as that. It's not a criticism of the city of Chicago. It's the venue we're talking about. I love Chicago as you do, but they need a new facility, period. The venue and the restraints one has in building out the venue that exists, that today is Soldier Field, and still allowing the opportunity for the Bears to have all the revenue streams they deserve, marketing-wise, parking-wise, concession-wise, sportsbook-wise, in that facility. And we saw the Friends of the Park in the city of Chicago run off George Lucas and the Star Wars Museum. They tried to build on the lakefront. And the same will hold true for certain things that the Bears would like to accomplish on the lakefront. I would love nothing more for them to build and enhance Soldier Field, the new Soldier Field across the street. I think it would look great. I think it would do wonders for the city. But unfortunately, I just don't see it happening. And listen, I I also, I respect what the Bears are trying to accomplish in Arlington Heights. They're not asking for anything that no other football franchise in the NFL is asking for. Why is it okay for the Raiders to move from Oakland to Vegas and have Vegas build them a stadium, but the Bears the Bears aren't even asking Arlington Heights to build the stadium. All they're asking is, tell me what the taxes are going to be, and you build the roads and everything, the infrastructure around the stadium that will help us drive traffic in and out. We will build our own stadium. I think the Bears have been incredibly fair. Kevin Warren is a brilliant man. He did this in Minnesota. He's not asking for anything outlandish, but he does want to know what he's going to get before they move forward. They went, they destroyed Arlington Racetrack. Why? Because they wanted to make sure that it is just now level ground and they are paying taxes on level ground until it is decided where they're going to build their new football stadium. May not be in Arlington Heights, maybe in Naperville, maybe in, maybe in Aurora, maybe somewhere in the city, but I hope something gets worked out soon. I think I think it's eight years still left on the deal at Soldier Field. Don't hold me to it. I believe it's it's either six or eight years still left on the deal. So there's time, but it's going to take a lot of time to find out where you're going to get the money to build the stadium and where you're going to do it. Yeah. Well, again, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the show a couple hours ago, Lou Canellis has joined us. Lou does a fabulous job on Channel 32, sports anchor for Fox 32 here in the great city of Chicago, that, you know, the Bears, they, they, they finally have got it together. They got a great president in Kevin Warren. They got an outstanding GM. I, I love Ryan Poles. 
They have a really, really good coaching staff, and and the players they're bringing in are high character people. I love it, and and I think the future is so bright, and I think they're going to have a great run in the NFC North. But people have got to understand these are tough decisions, and and no one's ever going to be completely happy. But sooner or later, people have got to understand this is now 2023. This isn't 1985. It's not 1975. It's 2023. And you've got to play with the big boys if you expect to move that needle forward from a revenue standpoint so you can afford players, so you can have a world-class venue that will do other things than the NFL for eight to ten times during the course of the season. And hopefully that will open the door for Final Four and other major events to come to Chicago. And Chuck, you get it. You, uh, you get it. When you create, when you create um, a, a stadium, a, a, let's use Hallis Hall as an example, and all the money they spent on the rebuilding of Hallis Hall and the practice fields and the new locker rooms and the new weight room that, that they created at Hallis Hall. That means a lot when you walk a free agent from the NFL through those new facilities that they've created at Hallis Hall. Well, guess what? A stadium does as well. And if you don't put a player in a position where he thinks he's going to get the best out of himself, then he's not going to sign because this isn't going to be for the most for most of the time. It's not going to be the last deal he's signed. So. Do you think, all right, guys like Brandon Marshall felt good playing at the old Soldier Field in the cold, or even Alshon Jeffrey or some of the old wide receivers that played in this town? No, they want to be in situations where they're going to excel, not only for their present contract, but for their future. Amen. And that's what it's all about. You know what? Hey, listen, it's a two-way street. I'll help you. We're going to win. But guess what? When we win, everyone wins because I'm going to get paid. And and the, the shelf life for a player is very, very short, as we all know. I mean, it's a tough, tough, volatile sport. But if they have a window of four to six years, you know, you've got to take advantage of that. And if you can have where you have a place, whether it's whether with a roof and you're playing 72 degrees and you've got, you know, great turf, then do it. So I'm all for it. Lou, I got to ask you something on the field. When you cover the Bears and you're doing the pregame and half and post and whatnot uh, for Channel 32 and the preseason games, what are some of the storylines you're going to be looking for when they go to camp in a few weeks? Obviously, Justin Fields. That's story one, story two, story three. Has he mastered the offense? Can he go to his second and third reads? Will he have time in the pocket? They upgraded the offensive line. They upgraded upgraded at wide receiver with DJ Moore. There are no excuses anymore. This is not a Ryan Pohl selection. This was a selection from the former regime. He has this year to prove he deserves to be the quarterback of this franchise. The Bears threw the football an average of 20 times per game last season, Chuck. Justin Fields averaged 150 yards through the air per game. Unacceptable. In 10 of 17, the Bears failed to score more than 20 points. Unacceptable. It is up to Fields. That will be story one, story two, story three. Then what am I going to be watching for? 
Obviously, I'm interested in the offensive line. Will they give him protection? Will they continue to open holes for Khalil Herbert in the running game that we saw when David Montgomery was here? DJ Moore, the connection with Justin Fields, everyone is going to love to see what the media was fortunate to see in the six practices we're allowed entry in during the spring. On the defensive side of the football, Pro Football Focus called that Bears linebacker tandem the second best in football. Why? Because of what Edwards and Edmonds and potentially Sanborn had done in the past. Let's see how quickly that linebacker tandem can come together. Will they put pressure on the quarterback? I so damn hope so. 20 quarterback sacks in a season, unacceptable. And then finally that secondary, which I think is the strength of the defense right now with Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, healthy, uh, Kyler Gordon, just Jaquan Brisker, the rookie Stevenson. I'm, I'm excited about what we are going to see. I can tell you in the brief time that we were able to see uh, the Bears during the spring, Chuck, in the uh, off season, in OTAs and training camp, what I was excited about was the talent. It is so much. It, it is so obvious how much better the talent is on this roster. That's what I'm excited to see because these guys will force competition for jobs. Hey, Lou, speaking of, of, of the fan base, are fans allowed to watch practices on a, on a daily basis? Is the media, I'm, I'm so out of the loop. I'm just, you know, Joe Bag of Donuts fan watching the Bears on TV and watching you. But, I mean, are fans allowed to watch practices in uh, training camp and the media, or how does that work? They are, but you have to, you have to get a ticket. Um, I believe they're for sale, not for sale, but I believe you can make a reservation and grab a ticket now. And if it's not now, it'll come up in the next few weeks. The Bears released their training camp schedule. Uh, There are a handful of practices that are closed to the public, and a number of them are closed to the media as well. But fans will have the opportunity. And I am feeling, Chuck, I am feeling the swell of excitement from Bears fans that they are going to be back out there at Hallis Hall watching what the Bears have for the 2023 season. Absolutely. And 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 I, I'm being very transparent about this. I live downtown, and I have my normal routine, and that is whether I go to Starbucks and get my tea, whether I get the papers, whatever the case may be, and you meet people on a regular basis, and you get to know them a little bit, just, you know, just minimally, so to speak, it's, um, and, and they and they are talking Bears football. Everyone is talking Bears football. Chuck, hey, what do you think of Fields? Hey, Chuck, you know what about this rookie running back out of Texas? All these things, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it's like June now, early July, and people are already talking about the Bears. Hey, you know they can beat the Packers this year. I don't think Love's going to do it. And I have never seen uh, in the last few years the hype for the Bears since probably the day Cutler arrived. And which is healthy for the Bears and healthy for our city with the White Sox and Cubs just not being able to get back on track, so to speak. But I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. And I'll tell you what, this city is ready to explode for Bears football. 100%. It's going to be unbelievable that they open the season against the Packers coming up. And I just pray, hope, I'm excited that they get off to a good start. Because you've got the momentum. Obviously, we all hope that everyone stays healthy. 
during uh, training camp. There'll be three preseason games. I know they're at Indy. Uh, I believe Kansas City comes to town. I don't have the tra- I don't have the uh, the preseason schedule in front of me. But there's there's a lot to be excited about. Let's see. Tennessee is comes to Chicago. Bears go to Indy, and then the Bills with Josh Allen come here to Soldier Field on August 26th for the final preseason game. And then heck, you got the Bears welcoming the Packers on the in the opener uh, September 10th, and then the Bears go to Tampa, and then they go to Kansas City. Let's see where this franchise is through the first three games. The first three. Listen, that third one will be obviously the toughest against the Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. But uh, you never know with Justin Love and then Tampa Bay with no Tom Brady. Who knows? Who knows? It's exciting right. times, Chuck. It's, it's two months away, buddy. I know. I know. I wish it was two weeks away, but you know, then we're with, then yeah. we're talking about you know missing out on. Beautiful weather here in Chicago, and I don't want to do that at all. Well, listen, enjoy the 4th. Blessings to you and your family, Lou. You're awesome. I appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, Chuck. Thanks, buddy. Great to talk to you. Happy 4th of July to the audience as well. Thank you. Lou Canellis, Fox uh, Anchor, Fox 32, right here in Chicago in a moment. Blackhawks hockey. That's right. We're talking hockey. Hey, Sean, I'll tell you what. Connor Bedard, the Bedard era is about to start in Chicago. So I can't wait. I, I am so pumped. I told you I bought a, a, a jersey. I heard you saying that. Yeah, very cool. I did. And by the way, I, I, I don't get anything free. I actually bought it, and that's the way it should be. I don't believe in freebies. And so I did buy the jersey. I want to let people know that. And there you go. Good on you, Chuck. Good yes, you. it is. All right. So in a moment, we're going to talk with the Phil Thompson, who covers the Blackhawk. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the Tribune, coming up next right here on 670 The Score. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. And with the first overall selection... In the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. A generational talent, now a member of the uh, Blackhawks. And when the Hawks won the lottery, because of my connection with Canada having done the Raptor games for 10 years, I still have a, a huge connection with a number of people friends, along with the uh, former co-workers. And the moment it was uh, revealed the Blackhawks had won the lottery, my phone blew up, and they're telling me about Connor Bedard, who I had heard about him, obviously, and seen clips here and there, but they really know about his game. And they said, Chuck, this guy is the second coming of every superstar that you've seen pass through the NHL over different uh, decades. So I'm very, very anxious to see him and joining us, a man who's going to cover the Blackhawks again for the Tribune, Phil Thompson. Phil, how are you doing? I'm fine, Chuck. How are you doing? And thanks for having me. My pleasure. Good to hear your voice. We have not connected in a while since I saw you, I believe, at a Bulls game probably years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, how, how do you like the hockey beat? Oh, I, I love it. Uh, since I got on, I've been on. Uh, it's been pretty interesting. I, I can't say there's been a dull moment. <laughs> as you probably know. Yeah. Well, especially now. I mean, I, I actually, I don't know if you heard our show earlier, Phil. I actually bought a Bedard jersey. I, I went down to the Madhouse store at the United Center, and I, I paid, I paid, okay, I paid money for a Bedard red Blackhawks home jersey. And uh, because I, I just, I love this kid and what he's going to do for hockey here. And he has a long way to go. I get it with Kane and Taves and whatnot. But, I mean, the Blackhawks, if they can build around him and and give him a team to play with, this kid's going to be spectacular, period. I have too many people, Phil, tell me that have seen him uh, as a kid, and he's still a kid. But I'm talking about from like 12, 13 years old to where he is now almost 18, that he is special, period. Oh, no, absolutely. In in fact, uh, you mentioned when he was 13 years old, the hockey news declared him, quote, the future of hockey. I mean, what kind of pressure is it to put on a a 13-year-old? Well, yeah, I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, I I have this, um, the picture that I always look at with Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky where, you know, the blade of the hockey stick is near Gretzky's throat. Have you seen that picture? I'm sure you, you, you I have. And, and, In fact, I, I think they have that on uh, the, the NHL media site for, uh, like, their record and history section. Yes. And, and so I'm thinking, you know, you have all these stories. And, uh, and, and, I mean, he handled himself well the other day. But we have to keep him up. He's, he won't be 18 for a couple of weeks, right? Yes, yes, it, it, exactly. So, I mean, but the thing that I've heard from teammates, past teammates, from his general manager, from the people with the Hawks is his age really doesn't matter. He's consistently been able to handle the pressure, handle the spotlight. He's just, 
conditioned to it to the point where it just doesn't phase him. Like he gets probably three of those kind of questions, um, a, you know, every media session, myself included, uh, if not more. And it, it's just like uh, it's been a gradual growth for him where it's just part of breathing. It, it, it's not something that represents pressure to him. The Phil, uh, uh, the Blackhawks regarding the media, are they making him available for everything or are they kind of saying, okay, like we're going to pick and choose our spots and we're going to move in this gradually? Well, it's a little early to say, but they, they made him available for their player introductions where he's lined up with uh, five other prospects. And, you know, the first day of camp, uh, they had him as part of the rotation with other prospects and Coach Luke Richardson. And they insist we're going to treat him like everyone else. And he says that he wants to be one of the guys. Uh, his former GM said that he strives for that kind of normalcy. He tries to insulate himself from a lot of the attention and try to create as much of a regular locker room experience that you would expect for a young prospect. He has that kind of presence of mind to try to create that for himself. So, uh, and because Phil Thompson is our guest, Phil covering the Blackhawks for the Tribune. And and Phil, there's always, whenever you have a star, and I, I don't want to say he's a star yet because he's yet to play one NHL game, but when you have the potential for stardom and you know that everyone knows that he is it, um, who's going to protect him? Is there one guy or two guys with the Blackhawks that they've kind of said, all right, you know what, you, you need to make sure that this kid – stays healthy period oh yeah they're, they're building those those uh kind of that type of roster around him not only for mentorship with like taylor hall but guys that will go at you like a uh, nick felino uh cory perry as much as black Hawks fans uh have hated cory perry and, and probably rightfully so uh you're gonna love him as he's sticking up for uh connor bedard and then you got guys that you know that are already on the roster or possibly will be on the roster like a Reese Johnson uh, that'll go at him. Uh, Domi were here. He would have, he would have done that like he used to do for Kane. So they have that built into their culture where guys will protect them because they know he's the future of the, the franchise. And, and that kid, uh, Sam Savoie, if he ever makes it up, uh, you can believe that he will make it his mission to go after anybody that goes after Connor Bedard. Remember, they're already calling him Baby Andrew Shaw. Right. So, <laughs> so, so you know, you, you have him and, and other guys that I think, yeah, they definitely know where their bread is buttered, and they're going to protect this kid. Yeah. You, you, know, you mentioned Corey Perry, and I know he's an agitator and then some. I'm, I'm, being, I'm <laughs> yes. being polite about that. But you very much are, Chuck. So, well, I'm just saying, I, I remember when I was doing Toronto Raptors games and and Corey was playing for the London Knights. I'm going way back here now. But, okay. I, I mean, and I could tell that this kid, and he was a kid at the time, but this player was going to have a long career. I mean, he's been in the league, what is it, like 20 years or so? Well, 18, yeah, 18 okay. years. Uh, and and so I mean you know what and and if he comes to the Blackhawks I know people are gonna say what but hey he's a member of the Blackhawks now it's almost like you know Bill Lambeer he was the type of player if if he was on your team you'd say yes and if you played against him no and you know his his career was with obviously Cleveland and the Pistons 
But, uh, I mean, he was that type of player, and probably Corey Perry's the same way, you know? Um, well, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because you think back to Dennis Rodman when he was with the Pistons. Yes. And, you know, of course, he's part of the hated Pistons, but then he's fully embraced when he's with the Bulls. And oddly enough, both Corey Perry and Dennis Rodman nicknamed the Worm. Yes, very good. I like that, Phil. Boy, you <laughs> brought your A game to the uh, show tonight. I love it. So, so hey, I'll try. So, you know, I actually thought Domi was going to come back here. I know the Maple Leafs, and there's a lot of nostalgia there and whatnot, but I, I really thought Domi was coming back here. Well, you know, I guess that's one thing that we'll have to dive in when, whenever he comes back to town, if it's something that he wanted to just be closer to home or if it's something that the Blackhawks want to try these guys out, but they're they're kind of building a roster the way that they want to be. And I think it's probably a little bit of both because you don't see a lot of those guys that have left that are returning. You don't hear about the Brinkett being up for coming back. Yeah. You know, maybe down the road, you know, when, uh, you know, the Blackhawks are a little more competitive, who knows? Yeah. But I think they, they have a plan. It's an incremental thing of the type of players that they're trying to build to bring along these guys, you know, a Taylor Hall to bring along a Bedard, a Seth Jones to bring along a Kevin Korchinski um, and, and the like. So, so, so Phil, know, me, for, for the Blackhawks, fill in the blank. The, the Blackhawks will have what type of season? I think they will have an incrementally better season, but you got to keep in mind that while they want to, to show progress, they're under no pressure or desire to make a quantum leap uh, where they're knocking on the door of the playoffs. Because here's the thing. They have two first-round picks again in the next two drafts. And next year, you know, if they get lucky in the lottery again, there's Macklin, Celebrini, and Cole Weiserman. So can you just imagine, like, if you get, you know, top five prospects, two years in a row, in addition to, like, Nolan Allen and Kaczynski and Frank Nazar, you're building a very solid core. Yeah, well, I'm still hoping for Victor Wembanyama. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sorry, short, but <laughs> that ship has sailed. All right, well, anyway, hey, Phil, listen, this has been great. I appreciate you coming on, talking Blackhawks hockey. I'm pumped, and, and I'll tell you what, Luke Richardson, the head coach, I remember him as a player. He still looks like he could play, honestly. He does. Yes. Yeah. No, he's a very solid dude. Uh, uh, Anders Sorensen made a comment today because they're doing boxing lessons during camp. Yeah. And uh, Luke Richardson put on the gloves. And Anders said, uh, I'm not getting in there with him. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, you want to stay way away from that place. He, Absolutely. Wow. Anyway, listen, I'll let you go, Phil. Thanks so much. For your time. Of course. Anytime for you. Thanks for having me on. All right, Phil. Thank you. Phil Thompson covering the Hawks for the Tribune. And that's going to leave. We have a good 20 minutes for you on the phone lines. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. If you want to talk Cubs, we'll talk Cubs. And today, a, a, a unbelievable. They imploded. And I'll tell you what, I was so upset. I'll tell you what, Sean, very seldom, you know, because there are 162 games and you can't go too high, too low. It's baseball. It's a marathon. 
But today, when they had a 6 nothing lead and the bullpen fell apart and everything's fallen apart and they haven't played well over the last, you know, they got swept by Philly and then Cleveland comes here and wins. And, and I'm disgusted with today's game. I really am. I'm there with you. This, this game really bothered me. Very, very seldom do games bother me. Today's game bothered me. This one was almost as bad as that Houston loss where they were up. I think it was like they came back and or went up seven to nothing and ended up losing eight to seven or nine to seven. Kind of the same kind of vibe, similar kind of stuff. Team kind of melts down a little bit. Bullpen's an issue. Just one of these games where it's like it sh- it felt like a win for six innings, right? And then it just didn't happen. Yeah, it, w- it was like the uh, the Bulls games against Indiana oh. where you're up by twenty and you lose. I mean, those games bother me. Yeah. People say, well, Chuck, you know, you've been doing this such a, a long time. Just let it go. No, I can't let it go. I mean, I'm get, off my, get off my lawn, okay? Really, get off my lawn. Jeez. All right. I mean, I think Clint Eastwood would agree with me when he saw the Bulls and Pacers play. Right, Sean? Get off my lawn. Uh, because those games, but today's Cubs game, really, really it just wow. Okay, so again, you're not not a lot of people are feeling me with my uh, Otani to the Cubs. Oh, I want it to happen so bad. I uh, I produced inside the clubhouse and, and hit and run here on the weekends, and David Hall and I are very heavily on the Otani train, where we're trying to bring as many passengers on. So I'm glad you're along with well, us. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I've been on it for a while, and and I'll tell you what. I mean, they could what whatever from a standpoint from sales. If you put Otani on the Cubs, can you imagine Mitch Rosen with 670 the score going into these places around Chicago and say, hey, listen, Otani, we're going to put his interpreter on the air. We're going to give his interpreter a show on 670 the score. Mully Haw and his interpreter. It's going to be a, a three-person show. I really? didn't I didn't think that until just now, but Mitch being the biggest Otani fan is which for sure what would really? happen. Really? I'm serious. It would. It would I mean it would bring so much like you, you just don't realize. I mean, he's a superstar he in Japan. Like he not is. even just like baseball wise, like he is a star. Yes. And we could have a, a network affiliate in Japan. Oh yeah. We Easy. Would, we I know we have people in Iceland that listen to the overnight sometimes. So I mean, hey, let's get over to well, Japan. Well, there you go. And and I mean, I'm all for it. And I and, and I'll tell you what, this is a great time to be a Chicago sports fan because, you know, I, I get it. Fields is under the microscope and, you know, but he's got an improved roster and I think they're going to probably gear it up a little bit and throw some more packages at him this year because of the talent that's with him that they didn't have last year. And maybe that's why he only attempted like 20 passes a game. So I'm up for that. I get it. Um and we're going to find out and if he can handle it because he's got a lot riding on a contract. Yeah. I mean, if he plays well, what's the going rate right now for a quarterback in the NFL? And again, he hasn't won anything. But if he shows that he can take this club from not point A to B, I'm talking about point A to point C, D, and maybe E, you're going to have to pay him. Yeah, what did Jalen Hurts say? I think $255 million, five years, probably more. Probably more. Yeah. Well, Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. He, I mean, he, <laughs> he, well deserved. Yeah. Yes. And he went at the right place at the right time, and timing was everything, and that Philly club is loaded. But uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for the Bears, and we had Lou Canellis, and as God is my witness, people are talking Bears football in this town 
to the point where I haven't heard this amount of excitement since when the Cutler deal was made with Denver. I mean, how many, I can't think of too many seasons where fans are excited about the quarterback and not the backup quarterback. You know, yeah, it's not, exactly. you know, is Caleb Payne going to get in? It's no, Justin Fields might be yes. the guy. Um, yeah. And, 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 hey, speaking of quarterbacks, did Jake Cutler throw out the ceremonial food? Was that yesterday? It was him and Connor Bedard, actually. How strange. It was, I saw a picture of that. I was like, man, I never expected to see that on the Cubs' Cause, Instagram Because Cutler's kind of reinvented himself with the fan base here, right? The they, peop- they like him now. They, yeah. they like him. Where before, maybe it was his acerbic attitude or mm-hmm. his, he had an edge or maybe he just didn't. I don't know what kind of teammate he was. I mean, based on some of the things you hear, he wasn't the best. Then again, you know, maybe that's Jay being Jay. But now people like him. It's strange. I used to get made fun of all the time when I was in college wearing my Jay Cutler jersey. And now I uh, I feel like people would be patting my back, being like, yeah, we love Jay Cutler. And it's like, you didn't, you didn't like it when he was a bear. Where, if I can, may ask Sean. Sean Sears is with us, um, our producer, and put together tonight's show, which I appreciate. Where is that jersey now? Ooh, it's probably at my mom's house in the suburbs somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. So are you a jersey guy? I mean, do you wear jerseys or not? I was when I was younger. I'll, I'll wear them now. Like, if I go to a Cubs game, I'll probably put my Chris Bryant jersey on. I'm wearing a, a jersey right now. This is uh, Seiya Suzuki with his name in Japanese back here, actually. Okay. But um, I, I was yeah, definitely as a you, kid. Can, can you have Suzuki actually throw uh, the, the, the ball near the plate instead of, like, 15, 20 feet way off to the third base side? He's been so good this year, too. That was such a bad play. It was a bad throw. It was a really bad throw. And and he's not really hitting. He's in a slump right now, oh, right? Man, he's been brutal. Yeah, I think he was like 0 for 14 before Ross sat him a few days ago. But he, we need him to recruit Otani. Yes, they're buds. They're, I know they are. Mm-hmm. And we need that we very, do. very much. We do. So, you know, that's the way it works. All right, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. I want to hear from you about the Bears, about Otani, about the Cubs, about the Sox. Tory Craig is with the Bulls. You got Javon Carter with the Bulls, two plus players, and um, not sure what the Bulls are going to do from this point on. A lot, uh, you know, remains to be seen. Plenty of time before September. We're going to go to the phone lines next, right here, six seventy. The score three one two six forty four. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 6767. Chuck Swirsky on 670 The Score. All right, we are back on 670 The Score. We have a few minutes to go. We're going to bring on Sean Sears of uh, 670 The Score. You know, Sean, you, you've helped us out. You've been uh, terrific on Bulls broadcast behind the scenes. I don't think we've ever had a chance to really 
sit down and talk with you about your career and how you got on 670 The Score sure. and where this journey plans to take you. Yeah, well, I uh, I went to Iowa State. Uh, I graduated in 2016, um, and I kind of just bounced around a little bit here doing odd jobs. I worked at NBC Sports, and then I became friends with Shane Reardon. He told me the score was hiring people. Uh, now, now, have you been over to Shane's place? Has he made you uh, dinner? I, he he has made food for me before. I don't think he's made officially dinner for me, but I've met his dog, Willie. She's very sweet. Okay. But um, I'd gotten to know Shane a little bit. He told me they're hiring, and uh, I applied. I'd applied to the score probably like since I was 16, probably like 10 or 11 times. And <laughs> Shane said something to Mitch. I got a call from Mitch the next day, had a couple interviews, and then I was on the overnights that Wednesday with Les Grobstein. Which really? Was, uh, yeah. It was, uh, I, it was very surreal to hear Les say my name on the radio. So. Yeah. Because the first the first night that I actually covered a game in Chicago, I came in in 1979. Sure. I know I'm dating myself here, but it's true. <laughs> 1979. And I was on a radio station. We had the lowest broadcast ratings of any station in American broadcast history. No one listened. Sure. So my engineer, the late, great Ed Murphy, would actually call in with different voices. No way. Yes. And because we did, we had no commercials. The, the logs were blank pieces of paper. We played PSAs like 10 times over. So, uh, so I go to the press box. And this is the last week. It was the last weekend in August of 79. And you can look it up. And the White Sox were playing the Orioles at okay. Comiskey Park. And this was a month after... Disco demolition. Oh, and the okay. outfield was a mess. Mm-hmm. The sod was just destroyed, and they had put sand over it and dirt, and it was ugly. And I sat down in a chair, and Les comes right next to me, pulls up a chair, and doesn't even introduce himself. Of course not. And, and, and starts talking. So I said, my name's Chuck Swirsky. I just came to Chicago, WCFL, blah, 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 blah. First thing he says to me, he goes, hey, what do you think of the Pittsburgh Pirates? Of course he does. Now, I was expecting someone to say, hey, you're welcome. If I can help you out, you know, here's what's going on with the White Sox. If you need somebody to me introduce you to, you know, that's Lamar Johnson or that's Chet Lemon or, you know, that's Tony La Russa, whatever. And he goes, yeah. I, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, Chuck Tanner. I got to tell you a story about Chuck Tanner when he was with the White Sox. And I'm just sitting there, what? And he goes, you know, and, and he says, of course, you've heard of Pop Stargell. I said, yes, I've heard of Willie Stargell. And, well, what do you think of Omar Moreno? It was like he's giving me a quiz on the 79 Pirates. I'm trying to take it an Orioles-White Sox game. But that was the beauty of Les. Right, you know? exactly. It's exactly what he was all about. I remember the first night I came on, he asked me who my favorite Cubs player was growing up, and I, I was Derek Lee. Derek Lee is my, one of my all-time favorite Cubs, and he started telling me stories not about Derek Lee, but about the Marlins players that Derek Lee played for on that 2003 yeah. Marlins team. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, oh, well, yeah, Derek Lee was on this team, and you know you know about Miguel Cabrera and blah, 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 and that's going on, and this is all on the air. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, sitting yeah. here for so, the first time. I mean, this, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then there was Omar Moreno. What do you think of Omar Moreno? And Manny Sanguin, you know Manny Sanguin with the Oakland A's in the trade, and uh, I'm thinking, wow, okay, you know, like, Wow. Uh, but again, the beauty of less is, so we, we hit it off immediately, but, 
but his his knowledge was like off the charts. That was crazy. And I, I mean, like if you said, "Okay, tell me about Jack Cusick," I oh, was a uh, Jack Cusick. I said, "Well, I re- I remember seeing Jack play for Miami of Ohio. He was a right-handed pitcher. He got drafted by the White Sox." Yeah, and you know, let's talk about some Mid American Conference guys that played for the White Sox. Chris Knapp. Chris Knapp of Central Michigan. And I said, okay, how about Steve Swisher? Steve Swisher went to my alma mater, Ohio U. Yeah, and he got traded for Ron Santo. And then he didn't get to play in the All-Star game. Sparky Anderson didn't play Swisher in the All-Star game. And I mean, it was like one to the next to the next to oh, the yeah. next. No, the stories only... didn't end. They just kept going. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was only one grobber. Uh, he was the best. Yeah, it, you know what? God, God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But that was... That was crazy. So that was so. So anyway, so you Shane Reardon makes you dinner. Do you remember what he made? I think it was his smash burger. He's uh, he's got he's famous for his smash burgers. Really They're very good. Yes. If you haven't tried Shane's burgers, no, I, I, you know. Well, I I haven't been invited to his house. We'll have to we'll have I, to get you over. We'll I'm sure to, you could just show up, Chuck. I, I guarantee he'd yeah, make I don't you a think meal. So. But but I I do like smash burgers, and I'm I, and I like burgers. Period. Uh-huh. But but I mean so. Uh, that's something that we, we have to arrange. We'll have to, Shane's, I know he's come, he's made burgers before for the station. Maybe we'll have to arrange that. Maybe for the Bulls season. I think that's a great idea. We'll get that going. Before the Bulls have a Mm -hmm. Bulls party. uh, Because Bill Wennington, like, let me tell you what, he can flat out eat. I can imagine. He's a large man. (laughs) Yes, he is. He, he, I'll tell you what, he is so big. He was born October 4th, 5th, and 6th. I mean, he is, he can put it away. But again, you know, he's, he's good. So that's going to do it. We need to wrap up, right? Okay. Hey, Sean, thank you so much. Appreciate the effort. Total respect. Chuck, Chuck, this was a ton of fun. I enjoyed this a lot. Thank you. And uh, many thanks to all of you for listening. Many thanks to our guests, Lamont Pope, Bruce Levine, Paul Sullivan, Darnell Mayberry, Adam Amin, Luke Canellis, Phil Thompson. This is Chuck Swirsky. Always a pleasure. And we'll talk again when we talk again on 670 The Score. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 